I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 139th Church Mag Podcast. So do you just come up with the number or the number and the list or a little bit of both? It's um, more of a retrospective than like, here's what I'm going to do this year. This week's podcast is brought to you by Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box, a Whovian's 30-day devotional. Written by a very own Phil Schneider, Phil uses Doctor Who as a backdrop for this 30-day devotional that will walk you through basic elements of your Christian faith in full Doctor Who fashion. You can purchase Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box on Amazon or directly from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, Church Mag senior staff writer Phil Schneider shares some helpful insights on creating your New Year's reading list and goals for 2017, or any other year for that matter. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag or email us directly at podcast at churchmag, and we'll talk about it on an upcoming episode. Now, let the fun begin. Okay, so if one was going to create a reading list for the new year, what are your recommendations? Oh gosh, it's hard because uh, well, not your recommendations for books on the list, but as far as creating one, like what have you done? Because you're talking about rules. Like I never thought that there would be like rules. Oh. It sounds very intimidating now. Yeah, yeah. reading list rules. Dun, dun, dun. Well, generally, I just try to go for like you know this is a legit book. So, for example, like back in April, I was at a uh, one of my classes for ministerial certification and. In the break between the one of the tests I had to take session of the class, I sat out in the lobby and I read an ebook. Now it was an ebook. I think it's like from The Verge, so it was maybe 30, 40 pages. But it wasn't a ton of text on the pages with big, big margins. Like if I printed it off, it would have been like maybe forty, maybe not maybe thirty, like eight, half, eleven sheets of paper front and back. Not a big book. So I read it in like forty-five minutes. I didn't count that. Because I didn't feel like it was really, it was more like an extended series of blog posts. And it was good. It was, there, it wasn't like, I'm not knocking the writing. It just wasn't a, a book. So for me, I try to like count actual books or things like if it's a, even if it's a short length, like a hundred pages could be really in depth. Like, you know, um, for example, um, yeah, like, like you go to read, you go to read like, like the problem of pain or something. Yeah. That's a short book. But man, that's deep. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, this is a short book. This right. will be easy. You know, like three months later, you're like, I'm going right. to read well, that for again. Example, um, <laughs> on my desk here, I've got a copy of common sense by Thomas Paine. Um, I've read it before. I'm going to reread it. It's only like this copy is only like 55 pages long. I mean, now 60 total. But it, uh, the language is so dense, the concepts are so thick, it's going to take me time. I was going to say, I'm going to sneeze, but I couldn't get it out fast enough. Like, you know, part of it, too, is it's not just length, it's depth of writing material. So then, under, like, um, I've also, I usually, this year I did not, I usually reread The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And that book is, I mean, you know, maybe 100 pages, and it's really small. But the language is very dense because it's an it's a like eighteenth uh, century English translation of sixteenth century French, so it's really dense and it's a book you can't you can't digest easily. But then, like this year, and that's why you read it every year, right? Right, exactly because it's something that you need to go back to. Um, I think the biggest biggest rule I usually have is set a list of books, set, set a number 
you can't easily obtain. So like um, my goal for the past two years has been 30 books, which is really, really, if you're a reader, that's not a lot. Claire, um, I'm reading a book right now by Claire Diaz Ortiz. She reads 200 books a year. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Rachel, or if I'm, I'm going to try and say it properly, Rachel, I'm pretty sure on, from our own, from our own collective here, I'm pretty sure she reads, uh, I, I would think at least a hundred to 200 books a year. Now, I don't know what their rules are. Again, like, I don't, like, I don't count, um. Well, I don't think they're the kinds of people that are, like, sh- counting short pamphlets, you know? They're, like, waiting in the dentist office, and they're like, okay, I'm up on dental hygiene. No, but I think, it's not to, this is not an insult at all, but I think, I think Rachel was reading for a while there, because for her youth work, she was reading teen novels and stuff, too. And I know, and I know so, dude, I'm not interested in those kind of things. So, like, for me, it, It'd be like punishment. So what what number do you hit now? You still go for that thirty? I, I hit twenty two so far. I've got a week left and I'm reading I'm reading an ebook on Benedictine monks monks and I'm reading um, a book by Claire Diaz Ortiz, which is only like 120 pages long, and she's a she's a simple writer. Not and again, simple not meaning like it's stupid, meaning it's easy to read and to digest. So I will probably hopefully hit 25 because I can re- I've got one more book for Claire to read for this class I'm working on. So I'll have those two books read, put them on my list, I'll, I'll, and I will have 24. And if I can finish that ebook, I'll have 25. I'm bummed because I got a free Christmas Carol ebook. It's a book about Christmas carols and their um, theological meaning. Well, I thought that'd be great because last year I read Christmas Carol. I started reading that a week before Christmas and finished it. And I thought it'd be great to read this Christmas Carol book about actual Christmas carols. I, I read the, the Dickens book last year, and it's just not going to work out. Okay, so um, you said you pick a number that you're going to read that's higher than what you can actually do. And I assume you do that because you like to push yourself. As far as goal setting, yeah, because if, if I don't, if I said, if I said like, if I said I'm gonna read 15 books, well, that's just over one a month. I mean, I can do that without trying, you know. Um, I think the least I've ever read in a given year was like, I think one year I read like five books because I was doing a lot of writing and other stuff and just didn't get around to it. Um, but now that I'm older and I don't do as much. Um, I've narrowed my activities down a little bit and I have more downtime at. Um, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, not, not honestly downtime, but I know that I have more as I'm older, <laughs> I've got more reading time basically. And, and I don't mean like tons, but I've got like 20 minutes here and there. Um, I'm trying to be more intentional about reading more books. Plus now that I'm a discipleship pastor at my church, I feel like I need to have more. I need to always be bringing in more information um, that I can use not only in teaching, but also in recommending books to other people. And of course, now I teach high school history, so I need to be bringing, I, I try to read more history books as well. So, for example, this year, being that I teach history and um, social studies and the Constitution, I read, um, well, in the election, I read How Christians Should Vote, but uh, I wrote, I read uh, Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan, which is a history of, of uh, the Klan and um, Superman radio plays. I read Political Realism, How Hacks, Machines, um, Big Money, and the Backroom Deals Can Strengthen American Democracy, which is a book I did not agree with a lot about. <laughs> but it was a free download, and it was something different that I, I want to usually read by guy, with a guy presenting an argument I don't agree with. So it was important for me to read that one. Um, and then I read How the States Got Their Shapes, which is a great book, but it's very repetitive because if you didn't know this, Eric, being having been gone for so long, many of the states share state borders. So if you figure out how one state got its northern border, guess what? 
you used to go to how Wednesday guy at Southern border. So it's so like, it's, but the guy does it repeat itself. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Usually it truncates the explanation the next time through, but you'd be surprised how many times I like, didn't I already hear about the French and Indian war. And so it was really interesting though. I really liked it, but it was, it was long uh, for that purpose. Um, then I read a few other books about, you know, about history this year, just to try to get a better, make sure I, kn- I know more than my, my textbook does. So do you just come up with the number or the number and the list or a little bit of both? Um, I, you, here's the problem. And I'm going to work on this issue. It's a goal for this year. I'm going to actually write a reading list. Usually, I just write them down after I've read them. So, like on, my, on my website, you can see the list of books I read last year and the books I've read this year, and I usually rank them. So, like I've got um, top books of 2015 last year on my, on my website on my, on my what I've read page on my website. And I've got five books I I read last year and I ranked and I've got them the top ones listed, and I've got honorable an honorable mention for Christmas Carol because it was so darn good. Turned that again, um, but uh, it's it's. Um, more of a retrospective than like, here's what I'm going to do this year. And that's what I want to work on. Now, the number I, I said ahead of time and I set 30 by saying, well, what's an easy number to hit 15. That's easy. Okay. What would be challenging, but not impossible? Well, 24, two books a month. Okay. What would probably be, would require a lot of concerted effort, a little more than 24. So I just went with a round number and went with 30 because it, if twenty four is possible, twenty five is you know nothing. Right. So what would what would you say to people that are like say that it's important to create goals that are also reachable? I mean, I guess that's what you did. I mean, this is reachable, so it's not impossible. It's not like you said one hundred and fifty books. Right. Right. That would have been impossible. And as far as making a list ahead of time, I mean, you you give yourself leeway to add or remove time. Right. Yeah. I, well, that's the problem is I. Can't, somebody who's got a little bit of ADHD, I'm always finding new books. So I've got a stack of books to read. And then just randomly, I found a book at my library. Like This is the worst thing. So my library now, when I go to the digital catalog to request things I know I want, uh, on the front page, it says, you might also like these titles. It has a list of books. Yes, matter of fact, I do. I requested four or five of those. So I've got two books in the living room by my spot on the couch, my, my reading spot where I've got two books I probably won't get to, but I'm going to record their titles. And hopefully one day, I hope that God's got a huge Kindle library where I can begin to read, I can just read things. Um, but, uh, like I, I had a, I had a list of goals for this year and, um, I only, I only achieved one full out and, uh, yeah, that's pretty sad. Right. Um, the rest, I made some good efforts towards initially, and then things kind of fell apart. Um, but I mean, I, I, two or three of them, I made some progress. So I'm not great at achieving my goals. Um, I think part of it was because I had I had so many, and and most of them were easy goals. Um, they weren't like build a new house. It was like you know, be more. Like, it was like you know, do more family devotional time, that kind of thing. And I had some numbers attached to it, so it was more specific than that. But the problem was I had a lot of those, and those are all time goals. Use your time. Use your time. And that was the problem. I had I had too many goals for too little hours. So what would you say to people that um, that are like, oh, I want to read more this year, more books, blah, 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 reading. Just, you know, as you know, some people just, it's not their thing, or they're not as disciplined, or whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say yeah. about people that are like, well, what about... Audiobook list. 
I mean, does that, in your mind, does that count towards the list? What are your thoughts? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. I actually, if you look at my list for this year, um, I believe I've got How Christians Should Vote Twice. Because I read it as an audiobook in like February or March. And then I read it again as a, as a, as a paper book in, um, in August for a class I was teaching. So I read it twice. And it was a different experience. So I counted it both times. Because listening to an audiobook is way is 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 it definitely counts. It's still it's not now studies show that reading um, words is actually um, you learn more that way. You just do. It's, it's it's because your brain's encoding is decoding and the reencoding information in different ways in, in an audio format. Um, just like handwriting um, is better for you than typing. So, but I still count it. Like, I mean, if, I, if I write a book on a computer, I'm going to count it. You know, just as much as I'm going to count a book written by hand. So it's, you know, I don't discount audiobooks. I just try not to, to make them. I don't, I can't listen to audiobooks, which is weird. I love podcasts, but audiobooks require a lot more focus and I just can't usually do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Podcasts are, are, it's a different, different rhythm. It's, it's a dialogue. It's like following conversation or watching a television exactly. show. It's a, it's a, it's a different, yeah. I can see that yeah, makes got, sense. I've tried a Doctor Who uh, Doctor Who audiobook. They're like more like plays, and uh, it's just it's just hard. So there's there's that. But I like that you asked this question about like what should folks do to kind of read more. Um, if they're not like readers per se. I gave my students this, this advice um, uh, last year, and everyone needs to read more. Like there's, there's no one, maybe Rachel, <laughs> but no one reads enough, really. We just don't. Because if you're, if I, I'm reading 24 books, 25 books a year, that's great. But I probably watch more TV than that. So I, could probably, I probably could read more and probably should read more given, given my positions in my church and my, and my work. So I probably should read more. Um, so let's just establish that, that fact. Because not everything you're because not everything you're reading is textbook or theology or thick stuff. You also read you also read like Ready Player One and some some sci-fi story that are the equivalent of watching a good movie or watching a television series, right? Uh, no, actually, I don't. I read very little novels, and that's actually I think I need to change. I need to read more novels because novels are key to write. If you're gonna be a good writer, you need to read. Sprinkle a few novels in there because it sparks imagination. And usually, you get new, you'll you learn new words and new phrasing from novels that you want to you want to borrow, but it, but it inspires you to try new things of words. That's what I was trying to pair with your TV comments because yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Because you know, at the same time, I don't want people. I think some people the reading the reading um, not arrogance re, reading uh, oh medium snobs. Is what you call it. You know, some people will be like, oh, I don't play video games. Like, right, right, right. Right. Because video games don't have a story. I mean, video games have made me cry. Okay. So, right. like, it can be really thick with story. You know, the people will say that, but then they'll sit and they'll watch football or some yeah, sort of sporting exactly. event all day long. And, yeah. and then judge. And, now. Then and their team wins the, wins the the Super Bowl and they're freaking out. Like, you didn't play a game, loser. You know, it's like my uh, my, my new principal, um, he loves wrestling. Like, WWE, he loves it. Wow. And, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And when he was introducing himself to the, I mean, we knew him. He it was our dean, but he's going through like a case you don't know me very well kind of presentation back at the beginning of the school year. He's doing a, a video. He's doing a voice voiceover, and it's hilarious. And in the voiceover, he says, I love WWE. I love it. And uh, go ahead, make fun of me. And yes, I, I know it's fake. Guess what? Uh, guess what, though? Game of Thrones, uh, Walking Dead, all those shows, they're fake, too. So shut up. It's entertaining. It is a good right? point. What do you care? It's true. It's true. It's true. And so, you know, some people, they get that about books. And then, you know, you find out what they read. And you're thinking, <laughs> How are you, you know, yeah. what, what are you so arrogant about? Right. You, because you read? I'm sorry, you, you read, how many times can you read uh, Dick and Jane in this given year and count that? <laughs> no, but it, it's true because, you know, considering our viewpoint on technology and that, you know, to say you're totally tech free as you write something down on paper, it, it's a little ironic. It is. Yes, it is. You yeah. know, um, and I understand, I, I, I read recently some somebody who was, who was, anti-tech or no they weren't anti-tech they were living a tech-free life and they acknowledged the fact that they use things you know like indoor plumbing and and uh pens and pencils and you know stuff like that and so they acknowledged that and they 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 outlined it better and i what they said made more sense to me than some people that that uh say they go quote-unquote tech-free um but i think that happens with with uh media as well and the different mediums and different forms that comes in and there is there is a uh a little bit of you know holier than thou or greater than thou kind of attitude i think sometimes with that and so i think i think we have to be careful with that in two ways one if you if you are a reader or or if you are a reader you have to be careful not to be condescending to those that don't and if you are not a reader you don't need to feel inferior to those that do and i think that that if you take care of that dynamic, because I think that happens to people more often than, than many of us are willing to admit. If you can get back to, if you can, if you can get rid of that stigma, I really think that it helps. If you're a non-reader, for instance, it helps you get into reading more or being willing to do audiobooks and really seeing media as and, and mediums for what they are. I mean, just like you said, Phil, that's one thing that I appreciate about your approach is you're an avid reader, but you're not a medium snob. You know, you're like, I mean, just the fact that you counted the audiobook and reading book separately because they were two different experiences. I mean, hello, that's that's dynamic. Right. And and because it's, it's you're still learning. You're not like it's almost like, oh, I'm I've already read this book. You know, no, no. Reading you read a book twice because the book's good and you need that information um, for, for, for and you're talking about you're, you're talking about books that are designed for learning and for, you know, the, the learning process. There's some people that, that read, you know, 150, 200 books and they have. OK, I'm not going to say they haven't learned anything because that's 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 foolish. It, it's all it has been is story. It's just like binge watching on Netflix, you know, um, in, in in some sense. And so it's, it, yeah, you need to you need to you need to learn to make that that delineation, that distinction. I think. I think I'll put it like this: is that um, so? Like for example, I watched like last night. I watched Doctor Who. Okay, um, my wife and I also are. We paused it for the Christmas season. We're watching a ton of Christmas movies, but we've been watching The Crown. And um, 
I also I watch history documentaries. Like, probably like once every two years, there's a documentary from the History Channel called The Revolution. It's a analysis of the uh, analysis. No, it's not really analytical at all, but it's a retelling of the of the U.S. Revolution, and I watch it every every two years. And there, because it's just, it's just so good. And I like remembering how, you know, we reminded of how things broke down, but then, you know, she and I will watch, um, action movies. We'll watch comedies. We'll watch, you know, smart drama, that kind of stuff, because you need, you need a variety of things to constantly keep the mind going. If all you ever do, as I tell my students, if all you ever read are, are modern books, all you'll ever know are modern words. You only know what all your friends know. You only be able to speak like your friends speak. If you want to be seen as someone who's intelligent, who's smart, read an old book, read a nonfiction book, get out of what everyone else is doing and do something different. And then you will be different. Honestly, it can be a lot like about it can be. It can be approached like you should diet and meals. And I mean, we're living in a day and age that that we, we don't probably no, I know for a fact we don't eat like we should, and it shows. And we're <laughs> we're all becoming unhealthy. And I think the same goes. I I can't have a wonder if sometimes the same thing is happening with our minds in in the kind of media that we digest because oh, none totally. of it is 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 bad. That's why I get so frustrated when people try to push against a medium and try to say it's bad. Like I'm like you're making it worse because you've automatically disqualified all your valid points. Right, which is too much of a good thing. <laughs> I think. The, I think. The, I think the problem for some people is that the medium may not be bad, but the the most notable work on that medium may not be the best example of high culture, you know, or he- I should say healthy culture. And my point with the the, the meal and the food thing is, w- when you go to eat, there should be balance, and and every meal is a little different, but you should have. To have a healthy meal, you have certain elements. And even when you're eating healthy, you know, there's space in a healthy diet to have dessert. But the problem is, is that, that even with our media and, and everything else, we're just constantly eating junk food and, and our minds are becoming out of shape, right? <laughs> and so just, just to reinforce what you're saying, what you're telling your, your, your students there is, you know, taking a variety of things, doing things different so that you're not pigeonholed. Even when you eat healthy, if you just eat the same thing over and over, then you begin to get deficiencies. Yeah. And you only have a hunger for what you eat. So if you only, if you're only reading, you know, simple, basic plot line novels, all you're going to want is that. Crap, I, I got to... Okay, so this year, I have to... I'm going I'm to come up with a actual books to read list, like a number, and then I'm going to add how many I'm allowed or not allowed. I mean, like you're saying, this isn't like hard, steadfast rules. This is just like a basic framework. And then maybe some book on tape. Like for, exa- for example, last year, I think I, re- I reread Language in the Wardrobe. That's written for third graders, but I read it again. And then this year, I think I read um, The Horse and His Boy. And I was going to try and read Prince Caspian over the break, but I'm not going to get to it. Well, that's cool. Do you usually like, do one a year? I try to do at least one or two of those books a year because there's so much there's so much um, philosophy packed into them, you know, um, which is why I'm part of why I read comic books, too. Now, comic books are a little bit shorter, so I don't always count them. I counted a lot 
last year, not so much this year, but I read. So I guess if I kind of comic books, I probably have, I've, I'm going to hit my mark of 30 books, but I won't count them. Um, I was like a desperate one to fudge it at the end. But, uh, you know, I tell you, your food analogy is a good one. And I want to expand it, um, to an exercise analogy, which I'm not really fond of, but you know, I tell my students, if you've not read in a long time, start with a book you read before and enjoyed. Don't, so don't go to the gym and like, well, I used to be able to do when I was, you know, 18, I could do, you know, I could bench press 150 pounds. I'm, I'm 30 years old now. I'm probably can do more now and do 200. You know, you don't get swole like that. <laughs> you get broke. <laughs> so if you're going to, if you're going to, if you've not read a, read a lot in a long time, don't go pick up War and Peace. Pick up a book you've already read before because then your brain is being reminded of things. It's relearning. But so it's a more comfortable experience because there's times when reading like I was trying to finish this one book. It was a good book, but it was a conclusion. And history books are terrible for this. They always repeat the argument a thousand times because they're proving an argument. So by the conclusion, you've heard the argument a thousand times. And like I fell asleep reading the conclusion because it was so repetitive. But it's but you're when you're starting out, right? You're you're reading something new and comfortable, and so your brain's not going to get like bored. Your brain because it's new enough that it's exciting. It's something you've read before, so it's not it's not impossible to pierce. And I guarantee you, if you've not if you've not read this book in a long time, you're going to find new things or find things you have absolutely forgotten, and it's like whoa, I didn't see that before. You're you're going to love it even more. So here's an. Here's an example, and it's kind of a weird one, but I'll go with it. Um, the graphic novel Red Sun, it's a great storyline about Superman, um, if he had crash-landed in uh, the Ukraine during the Soviet Union instead of in the United States. And if he grew, so Superman grew up communist, it's a great story. And there's a key element at the very end that I, I read it like seven or eight times because it was so good. I got it in college, and... I miss this key element, but I reread it last year for fun and I saw it <laughs> and I finally got this key element and the whole story just blew wide open wow. for me. That is so interesting. Yeah, it, was, it was like, it's like reading a brand new book. It was great. Yeah. Well, when I was, when I was in like fourth grade or fifth grade, I forget what grade, maybe third grade. I don't know what grade. It doesn't matter. Um, that's what I do with Charlie in the Jungle Factory. I would, I would read it and then. I do something else or read something else, and then I would go back to it. I read it three or four times. Just I don't know. I, and 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 then I, I do the same thing. The same thing goes with with video games. If you're a gamer, you understand what it feels like to play through a game again, where you like you said you 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 explain it perfectly about the element. There, there's still some elements of surprise, and some of it is new surprises. You're like, oh, that didn't happen. I didn't experience this before, or you forgot that it happened, and after you're done, you're like, oh, I did that before, and then you have parts where you you totally know what's going to happen, and you're prepared for it, your mind is ready for it, and you enjoy, you enjoy it from a new perspective. So, yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. That's such good advice. Thank you. And I, I think um, along with that, it's... <sighs> It's kind of like going down memory lane in a way, because not only are you re- you're remembering thing, you know, facts or ideas you forgot before. Because you know, we don't always read for facts. Sometimes we read for ideas. Sometimes right. we read we read for language exposure. Um, but uh, sometimes we read to get a break from watching. 
Um, and some of some of some of us go to um, seedy places to learn language. Wait, <laughs> there was a joke in there yeah, somewhere. Anyway. I lost it. I dropped it. Someone's going to Reddit anyway. So, <laughs> um, I, I think I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, so like sometimes <laughs> I've been I've reread books and I can remember my life the last time I read that book. Whoa. So then it's like, I, I it's a little bit, little bit of self-reflection involved in there too. So it's, it's part of why I read Practice the Presence of God every, every, I try to read again, try to read that one in the Pursuit of God of A.W. Tozer every year or every other year. So I've not read either one of those books this year. So probably next year I'll, I'll try and squeeze them both in. Well, you know, I haven't read a lot of, I haven't read a lot. I'm one of those people. And, um, A.W. Tozer is, is one of the few that I have finished. Oh, he's a, he's a gut puncher yeah. book. I got a bunch one time. I think it was the Missionary Society that he had he had helped start or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had his sermons online at one time. Oh, wow. And I meticulously went through and captured them all. Look at you. And I, I still have hundreds of his sermon MP3s. Now, the quality on some of them aren't very good. But yeah, I should I should Dropbox them over to you. You you might I mean not to like you should listen to these, but you might just find it curious to actually hear the man preach. I don't know if you've ever heard him preach. That would be curious. No, I've never heard him preach. It's pretty interesting. And then to hear him like you know, it, it just sounds like someone's got a, a tape recorder on the podium or up on the front pew, you know. And you know, it, it, it's like when you get to see someone like before they were stars, kind of a thing. I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, and then once I, and the the only problem I will warn you though, once you hear him preach, then when you read him, then of course it'll be in that voice. Right. Well, I listened to um, the Martin Lloyd Jones podcast, and those recordings are all from the '60s. Um, and occasionally they'll say beforehand, the following recording, the audio quality is not uh, the best, so we do hope this is not too distracting for you. It's very adorable. We should put that at the beginning of our our, our broadcast. <laughs> no, we should not. We can if you want to. But I think I think the bigger issue here is folks should just should like if we want to go full, we zoom out, or zoom out, and go full New Year's here. Is figure out what you at the end of next year. What are one or two things you like to be able to say? I did these things. Um, make them make them attainable, but not but um, not easily attainable. You know, find that weird, that weird middle ground between I can do this on my own with no effort to that weird place where I could never do this on my own. And find that middle ground in there because you want a little bit of like, like I'm going to need some help from other people or I'm going to help, need help from God to accomplish this. That little weird middle ground there where you can, there's a little bit of dependency. Like, for example, if my, my reading goal, I could probably have hit it if I talked to my wife ahead of time and said, honey, I need to make sure, I want this year, it's important for me to read 30 books. I need you to help me, you know, help encourage me to turn the TV off or get off Minecraft. That's another thing. Like I, like three weeks ago, I reactivated my Minecraft account and I probably wasted like, you know, 30 man hours rebuilding my Minecraft world. It's sweet. Yeah. Though, I mean, so. you have to be careful and not get too, too crazy because all these different things, all these different outlets, creative outlets and, and whatnot, they have their place in their, they have their, their place and value in your life. You know, you don't have to be 100%, you know, going to take over the world. I mean, I've been been reading that a lot 
towards the end of this this past year, several articles talking about the importance of sleep, the importance of leisure, the importance of you know realizing that the the capacity of human bandwidth to produce and to absorb knowledge and all those things uh, it, it has its limits, and you can actually overtax yourself. Um, now that to some people they hear that and that encourages them to be further non-productive but for people like me who have a type a personality it's what i needed to hear but i will say to to encourage you as far as some of the minecraft time that you've had is that jeremy i'm pretty sure he listens to books on tape while he while he plays or he did it one time so that's something that you could consider still if you enjoy that creative outlet but would like to maybe that just a few more audiobooks be that can be your audiobook time. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So you're kind of you know you're getting you're getting fed some stuff that you're accomplishing something you want to do at the same time. You just got this like free, really no objective but what's in your head approach. You know, and it doesn't require a lot of concentration because it, it Minecraft kind of has a little bit of a tetrisy feel to it where you're just kind of just it's kind of rhythmic you know you're kind of doing your thing oh yeah that's definitely true you know yeah it, telling to the sun of the earth takes a long time right? it does one does not simply all right exactly maybe, maybe next year your new year's revolution resolu- revolution <laughs> resolution can be to go on the uh minecraft uh church mag minecraft server you will have upped your game enough to feel like you can you can go on there I have not. Here's the thing. I I understand Minecraft. I get it. I get the strategy. I get the fun of it. Um, I don't have the artistic ability to hang with those See, guys. That's what I feel like, like too. The things they craft are ama- amazing. Like, we need to go on, but really, it's just to go on and tour. Because I mean, I used to think I was pretty good yes, at it. Yes. Like, check out this farm I made. Isn't that cool? Look at I got a house. See that? That's a house. Seriously, it's a house. Look at it. It's a house. Right. Uh, no, it's a castle. Check out my castle. It's so cool, right? Yep. And then they build stuff, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So, my new, my, this is, I think we're probably winding down here. <laughs> Off topic. But, uh, um, my, my new world I created, I ended up this, it was a new, new biome I've ever seen. They had mushrooms and trees. It was like a weird mixture. So, I, but I found this mountaintop that had a kind of a shallow cavern in it. And I enclosed it and made it my house. And then I've just slowly been enclosing the entire mountaintop. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a reflection pond inside. I, I, re, I rerouted a waterfall into my house. Yeah. Now, granted, I did a lot of this on creative mode, but still, so. you built it. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've. To this day, I still want to do a underground city. Much, much like, much like, uh, oh. uh, now all the movie titles are falling out of my head, but you know, where there's a city under the earth, that, that's what I want to right, do. Right, right. Well, like the Matrix, you want to create Zion? Yeah, that's another one. That wasn't one, one of them I was thinking, but yeah, there's a lot of them that exist in the sci-fi world, but basically I want to find, you know, a higher elevation, because it needs to be deep enough. And then, like, start a few blocks down from the surface and then start circling around so that it kind of has a sphere, so it kind of opens up. But as I do it, i got to throw torches so that by the time you get low enough, there's enough light in there. And then, so the idea is that when you're there, it feels like it's a city. It's not like you're in a cave. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that you can build normally inside. (laughs) Like... 
somehow use a netherrack doesn't fall like gravel but to say like you know just plant some netherrack around the edge and then just light it on fire and then remove what's underneath it so it falls down to the bottom and it's, it's like bringing a glow stick and dropping it down a hole if i was really good but that won't work now some people are they're really good at minecraft they'd be like talking about using dynamite and stuff like that which oh i use dynamite all the time for fun <laughs> right <laughs> why not right <laughs> Because that'd be the quick. That'd be quicker than mining it. Oh yeah, it just wouldn't be shaped well. No, but maybe that would be the charm. Well, you can do that, and then you can always smooth it out. That's true. I am um, so I'm, I'm a terrible cheater. I, I've been using survival or creative mode all the time. So I um I defeated the Ender Dragon, and then apparently there's a new boss. I forget what it's called, but I defeated him too. <laughs> I used a lot of dynamite on him <laughs> to defeat him. Did did you did you get like the the adventure map thing yet? Um, no, I don't think so. Because apparently there's like kind of a castleish thing with a guy in it that you can defeat. Oh, I should look into that or something. I don't know. It's changed. It's changed so much over over the over the yeah, over the time, it, and it's been s- such a slow change. Yeah, I hadn't played in like a year. So I, actually, I, I re-downloaded it. It was a year from, from the. It was the actual exact year from when I bought the thing last time. That's funny. Yeah, it's like the same moment in your life. I exactly. Like, oh, it's kind of the end of the year. I just need a mental break. And I think it's part of it too. You can add, you can include this. And I'll, I'll rephrase it so you can keep it in the recording. But so I re-downloaded my Minecraft and it took away from my reading time. But I, when I logged in to download it, I realized it was the exact year from last year when I created my account. And I think that part of it was because um, at the end of the year, um, my, you know, my church job is getting stressful because we got Christmas service and my regular jobs getting stressful because we got, we've got finals and it's all kind of culminating and I don't want to read. I just don't want to write. I don't want to think. So I play Minecraft. And I think part of it too is um, if you're a reader, it's, it's knowing your seasons. I need a novel right now. I should have grabbed a novel to read this last month. Instead, I'm working my way through a bunch of nonfiction books and it's killing me. So that's where I think people need to know, like at the end of the year, you know, don't try and squeeze in a bunch of nonfiction, read a novel or two. You need a mental break. Yeah. You know, people talk about being happy and healthy, not realizing that part of that healthy is the is the happy yes yes definitely that's good good tips I, I this this podcast accidentally into something awesome I can't believe we just did a like a 2017 reading list kind of podcast send us an email subscribe and search for previous episodes of the church mag podcast by visiting church mag you'll find a link on the main menu go to churchm.ag that's church mag churchm.ag and while you're hanging out on church mag send us a message and subscribe to the church mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every friday until next week the church mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com <laughs>